Okay, we have, you do a square with a lot of, uh, you can do a lot of different light settings there, but then this gives cities a lot of more responsibility. Who's gonna take the decision to change the lighting to Christmas or Lucia or spring or whatever? When, well, who's gonna decide about the pattern on the ground? Cities need to have a new organization, so to speak, and then discuss things because they, is, the, is that a city architect or is that the advertisement company or, you know, the city American or is it the, the city organization? Who is it? Who is it? Thank you so much for listening to Urbanistica podcast. I am Mustafa Sharif, an urban planner, and you're more than welcome to join my big journey of exploring the making of smarter and more livable cities. Please don't forget to follow Urbanistica on the different social media platforms and also let's connect on LinkedIn. Big thanks to Urbanistica podcast partner, Afri. Afri is an international engineering and design company providing sustainable solutions in the fields of energy, industry and infrastructure. Are you ready for a new episode? Let's go for it. I have the pleasure to welcome Kai to Urbanistica podcast. Hey, and welcome Kai. Oh, thank you. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much for giving your time to record this episode. How are you doing, Kai? Uh, it's great. It's it's um, very dark uh, November afternoon, uh, but I kind of feel good with the darkness. You know, it's it starts now, and and uh, it, I, I feel cozy. Yeah, every moment. And I think you feel more happy because then your product or what you produce is shining. It is strange, but I have uh, you know there are more calls coming in in November than in March. Uh, let's say like that. It's it's very strange, but it's like oh, it's dark. We need something, somebody who to do you know help me out here. So yeah. So Kai, you are our storyteller for this episode. Yeah. How would you like to introduce yourself and please tell us what are you passionate about? Oh, you know, uh, so such a good question. I'm a, I'm a lighting designer. I started uh, with lighting when I was 15 years of, of age with, with music and rock and roll and jazz and stuff like that. Stage professionally when I was 18 with stage lighting, theater, dance. Uh, etc. So I have been working with lighting. That's the only thing I've been working with really in my entire life. So, so uh, that's that's basically who I am. You know, I'm, I I breathe light. I see light. I I'm, I'm, I'm I have I, the passion is to. I have so many different things that I'm working with lighting. So we can come to that. But but uh, light is my life. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. So, and you mentioned it's from your childhood that mm-hmm. you start to to work with lighting. Yeah, is it because like the, something from the family or just you? No, it was just you know as it is these small things in life, you know, small coincidences. And I had a friend uh, who today is a lawyer and the owner of a law firm. At his when he was uh, fifteen, he was um, a very energetic man. Lars Arhead is his name, and he he had a he started a rock and roll band basically, and uh, so he wanted me to play bass in this band, which I did for two weeks. Uh, and but I I I was very um, 
I come from Finland and I was a very shy young man at the time. And he said, yeah, we have a show in two weeks time. And I had never seen a bass guitar before. So I, I couldn't stand on stage. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I said that, hey, uh, they, had a, they had another bassist play coming in and I took care of the lights. And then that was kind of, you know, what we did um, in the weekends and then nights and things. Yeah. Started from the weekends, now you're professionally... Yeah, yeah, but then, you know, when I was 18, I moved to Stockholm. I, I, got, a, a, I, I got a job in, in, in a theater uh, for, for, for children, a theater, you know, for children, and I worked there, and then I did, did it, you know. Well, now you're part of uh, the Light Bureau, right? Yes. Is it yes. how how you pronounce it? Yeah, Light Bureau. It's it's I'm a head of design, so Light Bureau, and yeah, that's 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 the way. Awesome. And how how many people are you in the team? We are a little bit over hundred people. Uh, we have uh, offices mainly in Scandinavia, you know, in Denmark, um, Sweden, and 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 Norway, but also in in Britain, in London. So we are 110 roughly. Kai, in this episode, I would love to explore everything about light with mm-hmm. you. And let's start from the beginning, because what I see, like from my own point of view, like I see just the light, the, the mm-hmm. product in the end, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't know really what's happening behind the scenes. So can you explain to us what are the different steps within the, a lighting project? You know, if you look at, I'm a lighting designer, I've been working with this professionally since basically 85 or 91 with architectural lighting. And and I, I often wonder who did our work before we they were an lighting designer, who did our work, and and uh, I think I think it was a shared, um, uh, you know, shared thing uh, that some architects worked with some some lighting, and then there were some electrical consultants who worked with it, and there were some maybe some lighting specialists somehow worked with it, and before our profession came in, so many people shared the uh, the thing and we still share but what I see as our task is to actually take responsibility you know that we can own the question of light and darkness for a project for a city square you need to have a lighting designer discuss with real estate owners with landscape architects with everybody the shareholders of the product because there are often very many so you need somebody who owns the light. Uh, this is my personal opinion, and and uh, it's like, uh, and I often wonder how, who did it before us. You know, it's and and because lighting is is both very difficult and very easy. You know, it's it's so simple, but it's at the same time very very difficult because many of the products we do. I mean, I have done two products that opened this year. They have taken ten years to. From start to finish. Ten years. Ten years. It's Kungsträdgården in Stockholm and also a facade lighting project in uh, Östermalmshallen. It took ten years to do. We, we got the call and now this year, it uh, we, with the corona year, it's, it's like <laughs> coming through. So, um, and um, I'm there, you know, uh, starting it, working on it and finishing it uh, in grand style. So... So, um, no, it's basically, you know, that you start with a, create an idea, uh, obviously a concept and, and different ideas, different ways. And, and then you 
speak and, and have a meeting with the shareholders. Is this, uh, is this good? Uh, what do you think? We have like four different, I often have many different ideas in the beginning. And uh, we discuss with our client and, and the people. Maybe there are sometimes like, can be 15 real estate owners around a street or yeah. a square that are involved in it. Um, economically and also artistically in somehow some way. So, so we need to. You need to find a Swedish consensus uh, with this. Uh, with and then you um, present this idea, and you, you and then you present this idea in real life. Maybe in in a light test, uh, show it. Um, you know, in real, and they can. Maybe you showed two different ways. And then you, and, and this is like having there, it's also about a lot about economy. Um, so maybe you have two different ideas for the same, same task. And then you look at the visual uh, output contra the economical input. So, so, so you describe and they, they, the people who are taking decisions can have a very good base for taking the decision. Yeah. So this is what we we present to them. Is, uh, is it easy to talk light with other people that not really specialize in, in lighting? I think I think this is the way that light can be very easy because everybody can have an opinion when you see something. Yeah. But if you see a, a, a section drawing uh, of a light beam going on to uh, something, you know, it's 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 impossible. So you need to sort of um, see it, and then we have a light lab. So we can see here in our light lab things, but but if we are talking about urban context, let's go out and and and, and look at it. You yeah, know? look at the square. So you, exp- you experiment in, in in the reality, not only on Definitely. paper and yes, yes, softwares. Yes. No, we we try we do. Um, I think we have found. I have personally found a way how to work. Um, what is the most effective way? And uh, I can almost, oh, this is, I can almost <laughs> guarantee you happy client. No, no, no. But, you know, it's like, it's like if they're, if they're with us, the project, and we can, um, we can really show them scale one to one. This is um, two proposals to light this wall. Um, okay, we think like this yeah. or like this. And people know exactly the, the second they see, I like this. This is <laughs> this is looking. How 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 can we mount this? And then you talk about you know the the, the visual expression and the yeah. feeling, the atmosphere you get from this this light character on that wall. Then there is uh, that's the, the for me personally the fun part. You know when you when you show clients client uh, the real thing, and then uh, there is uh, okay. Then you need to make a drawing. You need to have a technical drawing. Uh, how to mount it. Electrical drawings, you need to discuss, uh, have a meeting with the electrical consultant and then in the end also the electrical installer. Mm. And you need to look at the, the budget. Is it, is it, is it, you know, so, so um, I think one of the most important things we do is to give um, our clients a very, very good um information about to take a decision you know mm-hmm. because maybe there's two th- three different ways to go and then we can really give them the right information to take the right decision do you usually 
select your products from a catalog like already done or what what do you when, usually when, do when it's when, when there is yeah of course um, there is there is some nice products out there it, and uh, and everything is is uh, led nowadays so the thing is that it goes so fast so we need to you know development of of the technology so we need to keep have the best available technology in every product so um um we try to you know keep it simple but then again there is some products who 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 wishes it, it's like the product wants to have a special solution yeah. or product based solution i don't use the word special solution because it sounds expensive for certain people i i, I talk about product based uh. so it's it's a product it's a it's a product that we um that is taken in for this special product. just for this for this product we we develop develop a product based luminaire it does that doesn't sound so expensive <laughs> and and you know many times um if you are looking in a exterior you know sometimes i mean if you look at the products that are out there they have a special price and then you can actually produce your own with a very simple you know, quite uh, inexpensive light source that is for exterior use. And then you, you create, a, you know, a shelter on it somehow that is for that specific product. And that can be very cheap materials. Mm. We are developing right now a ski ski resort um, concept. And, and I, my idea is now to actually use the, 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 the they're going to cut down some forest, you know, so we're going to use the wood from that forest that is taken down and we're going to produce a shelter for some luminaires. Mm. It's, it's, it's a project we're doing in the Swedish, uh, ski, it's a ski, Swedish ski, ski resort. And, and, and then we are, you know, developing and, and this, um, idea will create a cheaper solution that instead of going to some, somebody, yeah, uh, ready-made product when you think about the concept and start to to prototype what are the aspects you think that create a perfect user experience by lighting but it's impossible to answer <laughs> from from your point of view yeah it's it's like it's like i you know i think all the designers we think differently which is our um, the nice thing with us i think we all have different a little bit of different design process and then what gets us going and when do we get our ideas i think um, i think um what inspires us you know this is this is the thing and and uh, i i i just get ideas you know and i don't know where they come from <laughs> it's like it's just they just pop into my my head and and uh, i'm i'm a visual person so i i look a lot up on on photography i sell, i collect photography and then uh, i read uh try to read a lot of books and then you know uh, we have a we have a wall beh- behind of you uh there is a wall of a lot of kind of uh, inspirational pictures for a product we did and and uh, it's like that we try to look at you know, I, I try to look at a lot into think about the sustainable things, you know, obviously, and, and what that means. There is also a lot of new technology now. Um, 
specifically for urban context where where you can control the lighting in a way that you do, couldn't do but it's like you know we can have motion sensors etc so I, I i just heard today that there is a law in germany coming that uh, you know it's a again a, a law about um, light pollution in germany so so you don't have to have lighting on 100% when there's nobody there it's like this is like we, we still th- many of us still light is on and off this very building that was built 10 years ago has 12 years ago now has light on and off mm. you know all the fluorescent light tubes here is on and off uh, we have done a project an interior project uh, in Malmö it's an office with LEDs and we changed the lighting on on our uh, lighting light bureau office and we could change we could save 92% of energy 92 92% they thought that they miscalculate because it's, yeah, it's too <laughs> much I, i understand 30 40 no 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 92% of the energy used in a brand new office building so it was brand new six years ago yeah. and then we and it was 20% on light sources 80% controls wow so when there's nobody there why is it on and there's no need there is no need so there can be a little bit of you know it can be dimmed down to 20% then then when people enter and we have done it the same thing here uh in our office here in our corner of light bureau so we have uh, light luminaires on our t- desks and we have turned all the ceiling light off so so think about it if we can the reason why the german government has taken this law is to to help the wildlife basically the insects yeah. you know stuff like that so but is it easy to turn the system from on and off to more sensors like to update it um you know we will do this with all the light sources in the future because this is the the way it's going to and and but the thing is with all the lighting that is out there it's you make a lighting and it's there for 15 15 20 25 years maybe so so it takes a long time to change all of this and specifically the products that have done these two they are 20 10 year products so you need to um think about this uh this this will be the future yeah and this is like uh, the sustainable way to do this but then there is another thing is also to how to create um um an experience that you want to have uh an atmosphere what kind of atmosphere atmosphere do you would like to have you know in in a square uh, the idea i had for kungsgården was that it should feel like a historical place uh it should feel like a, a historical light so when the light is turned off there is two light sources in the in the in the fixture so first there is a inner cone and when that is on it's like uh, a chandelier wow so the whole square feels like it's it's all the all configuration feels like it's it's a uh, lit by flames and that is on for 15 minutes and then there is another lighting that dims up 
in another 15 minutes. So it, it doesn't go on like, duh, duh, yeah. no, it dims up. That's maybe one of the best things I ever done. The, the dimming up sequence is like pure magic and that you can, and it's like respecting the, the, dar the darkness yeah. and also the feeling, a, uh, giving a feeling of what was there before. Yeah. So 10 years. Yeah, it, it took 10 years to, to, to make. Why? Um, uh, I think, uh, I, 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 frankly, I don't really know actually <laughs> why, it, but I have tried to, to talk with the, the city of Stockholm, who's the client, and they said that it's one, one th thing was the budget, you know, to have a budget to do this. And then also to, we had a test lighting for like six years. I mean, <laughs> That's also, I think, I think it was about a budget, budget, budget thing that we need and they, they got the right money in the end. And, and then we also, but you know, in the end it was pretty good because the technology came, uh, came to us, you know, to, to have the, the, the power of actually having this 15 minute dim up before there was not no electronic who could do this in a, in an easy way. So, so we were lucky in that sense. Yeah. yeah. I would love to ask you how, what is a smart lighting for you? We, we are talking a lot about smart city. We will talk about it more mm -hmm. as well, mm -hmm. but what is a smart lighting yeah. for you? I think smart lighting is, um, lighting that, um, feels uh, human behavior, feels human presence feels like, um, I think that's one of the th sensitive lighting, so to speak, that you can, you can, the lighting can feel your, feel what you need. That's like the future of the future. Um, uh, we have also, also the, I mean, we can c control. I mean, when I started with, with theater, you, you control the lighting, you start from darkness, you know, and then you build up your, your thing. And this is where, what, I'm still doing in, in architectural lighting, but also we have the daylighting there. So you have two mm -hmm. big entities, the darkness and the light and how to combine them. So that's interesting. Um, I think it's a lot about, you know, but also like, okay, we have, you do a square with a lot of, uh, you can do a lot of different light settings there, but then um, this gives cities a lot of more responsibility. Who's going to take the decision to change the lighting to Christmas or to Lucia or to sp spring or whatever. When, who's going to decide about the pattern on the ground? Um, you know, there is, so you need to, the cities need to have a new organization, so to speak, and then discuss, um, discuss the, uh, um, discuss the, the things because they, is, the, is that a city architect or is that the advertisement company or, you know, the city American or is it the, the city organization? A culture department. Culture department. Who is it? Who is it? So, and then as well, it has been, become a lot of more um, light festivals and, and happenings. I mean, now with, during COVID, it's, it's not happening, but, but there is a lot of... Um, happenings mm. outdoor and people want to use the city as a gathering point as a you know you know they want to create more social interaction 
in the city. Yeah. So yeah. their light is so, so important. And you know, on and off. No, it's not on and off. Everything should be controllable and you could change change it accordingly. Mm-hmm. And this is the question because right now in the city, nobody's really looking into the how to use lighting in this way. So this is this is where you need a lighting designer. And there is some cities that have uh, employed lighting designers and then create these kind of events and, and, and uh, systems. Yeah. So a smart lighting for you is a light system that feels the people around mm-hmm. and can also turn or adjust according to how people want it. Like, mm-hmm. is, is it a festival or is it like just a normal day? Yeah, exactly. Every day or Friday, Saturday, uh, you know, it, it could, it can and it should change. Um, I think we we have been doing this for all, already 10, 15 years, the, exactly this thing on certain things, but I think we're mature enough to take the next step. Um, and, you know, we we did the full facade lighting on a huge house, Simams Hallen, and installed is 3,000 watt. Wow. So that's all. Very little. It's 271 luminaires, 3,000 watt. But we use during night 2,000 watt. It's dimmed down mm. to have a perfect balance. During night, um, after 12 o'clock, it's only 900 watt. Okay. It's a, it's a hair dresser thing. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. a hair blower, hair blower. So less than that. Wow. So it's nothing. So we can do a lot of. A lot of things. And, and you know, in Kungsugården, we there were five luminaires. Now there are three luminaires per pole. And we have cut the energy consumption 50%. 50%. And there's small light there. Mm-hmm. And and these are self-controlled. Nobody control them. No, they're self-controlled. They're, they have electrical um, unit uh, intelligence in them. And do you think that having a kind of uh, lighting department or section in a municipality will solve the problem of lighting in the city? Well, I, I I really hope hope that they they will look into this. And there are, I mean, city of Stockholm is looking into intelligent, you know, smart lighting and and intelligent city since many 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 years. And so this is one of their the key topics to become this modern um, connected city with, but. Um, I think that's that's sort of um, technical. Yeah. But what are you going to do then? How? What is the output? What is the effect of the lighting system you are putting up? Mm. Um, how will this affect human behavior? How will this affect, um, you know? Uh, branding of the square, branding of a city, branding of uh, a suburb. Yeah. Where, since you know you can also use lighting as a branding tool or you know this is um you know the advertisement things yeah. but but um you know i have i have a saying that i want to um create a better city and this is my this is not now it's gonna be like <laughs> but is it i want to create a better city with lighting with lighting yeah, and I'm doing it with three different things is to uh, make such a city, the, the things that are there beautiful, show them in a b- best possible way. So you show the beauty of the city. Uh, you want to 
make it if you make it a living city and if you having you get to the people there and this is the third thing you get create a safe for city you know fit city that feels safe yeah. because there you and light you know light is one of the things that you know attracts all living material is True. attracted to light so so good lighting i i think really that good lighting has this possibility to make a better much better city so specifically in these times you need it's also like the symbolic value of light is like good it's it's um something positive that we need in these times you open a big door now about lighting and safety yes. you know i am working a lot with uh, with uh, project urban development project with focus on social sustainability when i ask people mm-hmm. so they tell me okay i feel unsafe mm-hmm. i say why they tell me because of the light mm-hmm. so the question here now are we so bad in designing light in the cities or what what why no no you know you see if if you if you look at exactly okay where do you mean okay they they take you to a place um, yeah. and it's 10 15 years old guaranteed the the the, yeah, the people where where they where they think it's old because it's it's a uh, old thinking uh, on and off and and uh, with the technology used back then so we need to re- think new you know we need to um think in new ways and then uh, we have a place here uh, you know haga and and uh, which is uh, very very unsafe because it's it's also like 10 20 years old and and there is very very a lot of dark uh, dark areas there that you don't uh, you don't want to walk there during night you, you know so so and they're going to develop it now uh, further have a look at it but so you need to there is so many things to do you know uh so many suburbs so many squares so many so um the thing i said you know it's going to be there for 10 15 20 years that's like i i i've become like a little bit older now and now i have a lot of projects that i did 10 years ago or 12 15 years ago and uh, and some of them have aged well, and some of them are really not well because it's metal halide, and they, it's they need to replace it with LEDs. And yeah. we're we're starting to do them again, ah. you know, these projects. We, so we're gonna we're redesigning a lot of stuff that I did 15 years ago. So they ask, which I'm happy for, that they ask us again to 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 do it, electrify it somehow, mm-hmm. you know. Do you think what uh, the lighting that you work with now, lighting project, will you need to redo them in fifteen years? Oh, hopefully not. I think <laughs> I think, yeah, it's it's a good business uh, opportunity <laughs> here to to make you know, uh, it's like the light bulb that is thousand hours. Yeah, yeah. You know, it could be tens of thousands of hours if they wanted to. But mm. no, I I. I don't know. That's a very good question. I, I really don't uh, hope so. I think LEDs will last longer. I'm absolutely sure about that. But I'm doing a LED LED thing that I did 12 years ago. We're gonna we are actually redoing it with new uh, LED technology now. So yeah. What what is the biggest challenge that you're facing in in doing lighting design? I I think it's to 
Oh. You can mention several challenges if you have more than. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's like um, it's like people don't uh, know what we do. Still, I mean, we're still a new profession in a way. We're not like a doctor, dentist, or whatever. Whoever, an architect, um, and and still, they they um, most people know what an architect does and what does a lighting designer do. Um, it's on a daily basis. I meet people, and and what exactly do you do? So I, that's a lifelong for all the lighting designers yeah. out there. We need to, we need to, you know, talk about our profession and and uh, so uh, I mean I mean, it's like the normal thing. So that's the biggest challenge actually. To and the, this is a great way to be in this uh, pod to actually explain a little bit um, about what we do. So so uh, that is the biggest challenge. I think the uh, I have. You know, I try to, uh, if you come into a product in a wrong way, uh, too late or, you know, it's it's uh, difficult to do what you want to do. And, and uh, I'm, I'm very keen on getting, uh, you know, um, um, meet the client. But some products I have done specifically, you know, uh, private ones. Um, there are people who says, yeah, yeah, you're going to meet the client. And then it never happens because they're somewhere else. And then they're sort of protected by product leaders that no, no, no. Uh, And then in the end, you're going to meet them anyway, you know, for sooner or later. So I said, and then it's, it's, you have done the product. It's finished after two years. And then you, meet the client and, and they ask, what, what is this? You know, they don't even know that you're in, in the product maybe, you know, so you need to, you need to have um, a conversation, a conversation and you need to meet the client, the people who's going to live in that house. And, and then it's a very personal thing to sign for private houses. Um, and I think the, the, also the thing with the, the city is actually to who are, who, who should be involved in the decision making of um, lighting? So there are many people, and what we usually do is to actually have a workshop in the beginning with as many stakeholders as possible, and we invite them to a, a day of discussion, basically, and 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 a workshop. Uh, it's it's uh, city architect. It's, I mean, it's maybe ten different, and then there is the police. You know, but cultural departments, et cetera, et cetera. So, so a lot of, lot of people. And, and what we would like to discuss there is the, you know, the city, uh, the use of the city, you know, is there uh, specific issues? What is the profile of the city? What is the uniqueness of the city? Can, how can we tell the history of the city with what we do? I, I found history is extremely important. Um, if you know the history, you know, you can develop the future in a, in a way you get a lot of information there so uh, this is also challenging who's going to be involved and when you start a product if you work with a city you will most probably work with them maybe 10 10 years or 15 years you you're trying to hold their hands and, and be a collaborator when it comes to questions about city environment so to speak and that's that's a lifelong almost like a lifelong uh, um, thing 
So that's a that's a big challenge as well. Mm. I see you mention a lot the history, the identity, and the people. Yeah. But tell me, does every client want that you do a workshop and you put money and time on integrating people? I think cities, yes, most of the cities do. Uh, when you come to a bigger cities, as Stockholm, is not the case because. It's too big, uh, and still, Stockholm is not that big, <laughs> but it's it's big in, in a Swedish scale. In a, in a, it's like two big um, organization. Who's going who who you gonna talk to? And and we have found a way to talk with them. You know, we know who's to talk. But but if you come to a smaller city, it's it's a quite tight uh, in you know organization, and and uh, so this is they're more willing to. Of course, I mean they think it's great, mm. and to be part of. Um, um, to be part of that process, you know, um, the museum people are extremely important, you know, they protect the historical environment in a way. And also when you look, when you do like, um, I did, you know, I've done some, some castles and, uh, and, um, there is the, the city architect, but also the Riksantikvarienbetet, I don't know the Swedish word, but it's like the national organization to you know to look at the historical values you know protect the mm. so they're giving their opinions and 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 uh, they can say basically no you know uh, we don't like this or as they did at Örebro Castle was that they really thought it was very important to use light to show the historical mm. you know uh, cultural values and show it and and uh, be proud of it and and uh, show it in a nice way. So so that's that's uh, interesting. Yeah, as you mentioned, like use the light to show the beauty of the city. Absolutely, and yeah. be proud of it. And and uh, you know, so you, to make use of the city as well. It's 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 something exactly. So you also, I like what you say that uh, if you know the past, you you will be able to create a good future. Yes. Uh, so tell me about future city. How do you imagine a smart city? I think we're going to use less than 50% of the energy that we use now for lighting. Definitely we're going to, you know, like a city wise. City wise. Yeah, yeah, definitely we're going to take it down 50% at least for sure. That's that's going to happen. Um so that's one thing energy consumption wise and we we're going to have better environment for for, you know, insects and birds because there will be less uh, light pollution. And then we're going to have light where it's needed for people uh, when it's when, when it's needed and the right light for the right place. So mm. so that's that's like uh, that's going to happen. And I don't know if it's going to happen during our lifetime, <laughs> but uh, I really hope so. I mean, we're going to work many years and to come. So that's 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 something to really focus on, you know. Yeah. Do you work a lot with urban planners, architects, urban designers? Yeah, yeah. Do you think there is a? Do they understand you? I think they do. Yeah, definitely. It's it's uh, um, landscape architects. Um, um, of uh, they 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 do um, what? I mean, lighting designers have a little bit different styles. You know, uh, as as all the designers, we like to work with different materials and different. You know, uh, but my style is. Um, um, I, w I I like to integrate lighting into material. Mm -hmm. Not only it's only not pole, 
CC 15 meters or 20 meters. No, I, that's one character, but I, will, I love to integrate lighting into underneath benches or inside benches, inside furniture, ben, you know, all these kind of things and, and have a human scale to, to lighting. So that's, um, that's my style. So that demands, it, that's, I'm, I'm demanding in that way to work because this is what I, but so, no, we are already, order, we have already ordered the benches, you know, you know, then it's, then you come in too late. So, but, but if you look at the future, um, um, this is the fun th thing to work, collaborate with yeah. and, and create something. And hey, this is also the thing. Um, I work with uh, theater, you know, and uh, the thing with theater and art is that you're always doing something that has never been around. You do your Hamlet. This is not a Hamlet you saw three years ago in London. No, no. It's a, it's a brand new one. Mm. It's the same text, but it's a brand new version. And, and this is, um, you create something new every time, every, every single time. And, and this is sometimes I lack, um, with the architecture because people reuse ideas a lot and they do what they did. Ah, uh, yeah. So, so it's Re not, recycle it's the idea, re recycle a lot, you know, so it's, it's, uh, it's not, um, a new invention all the time. And, uh, I try to be as innovative as, as every product <laughs> of, um, within the limits. If you go back in time mm. and you're allowed to change one thing in the lighting within the city, what will you change? Um, you mean uh, my own products or something? No, some, like in the city in general, something related to lighting. Mm -hmm. um, I would redesign all of the major roads, ro all the roads, because they are just like 100% on in most 90%, I think, in the, all the cities. They're just on. They are not dimmed. Mm. So I, I, would, I would make them dimmable. Um, so they don't, you know, save energy. Yeah. Definitely. That's, that's a uh, one big one. Mm. I mean, I mean the biggest thing with, um, light pollution, it's not like the things lighting designers do because we are very sensitive towards light pollution. It's the roads, basically, you know, it's, it's those things that are, mm. will you make them with sensors? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then also there is, um, a lot of lighting that is extremely glaring, you know, uh, so take the glare away. Um, that's also one thing that I would do. And if you go to the future, like mm -hmm. very far future, what will you add to all the cities? Um, I think we're, we have talked about it. It's, 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 um, um, lighting that are following the need of, of the people in the city. It's going to be also much more integrated lighting in, in buildings, in streets, in pavements. But what do you mean by integrated? No, but it's, it's like um, whole walls and whole pavements that are made out of material that are glowing. Um, walls, you know, and uh, ceilings are already there, but also in the in urban context, outdoor. 
I think we will uh, get uh, more lighting that are more sensitive towards our um, seasons, you know, uh, winter, etc. So, um, so that's something that uh, is interesting to look at. And every city uh, will need to have its own master plan. I mean. Every city is different, and, and you can use light as, as uh, a tool to make a difference uh, in the city. Not, you know, you have um, Stockholm's Lycht, and it's a special luminaire that was produced for Stockholm many, many, many years ago, and 50% of all the cities have them. You know, it's, a, it's made for Stockholm, but all, all, everybody has them. Yeah. So, so it's, it's like... Um, to use lighting as a as a tool for making a difference, so so that's that's something that yeah. will happen. You remind me about an episode in Urbanistica. I talked with uh, uh, a woman. She is working with city branding, mm-hmm. and she told me cities should stop copy paste things, like from London Eye. Or now you you're mentioning this, you know, like they should really start from their identity and not just copy from s- some other city. You know, oh, exactly. And who's going to be in the group? deciding and developing that idea that's the problem within the city because there is nobody right now or there is too little people working with this Uh, so so you need to i would love to work with this with more cities we're working with some cities and it takes a long time and and uh, small steps you know um and you need to be there you need to be there and 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 because the cities wants to be different um you know but Mm. but then there is um who decides of the city slight today? It's it's most often the technical offices who has the budget and they are refurbishing the lighting that are breaking and they're gonna, you know, take less lighting for, for less money. They're gonna save energy and money and etc. And they don't look at these these questions. No, these values. These values. So so you need to have a you need to have a broader discussion about light and darkness and the branding of a city, um, you know, and, and the needs of, and this is, this is, this will be happening. Yeah. Do, do you take snow as a element when you, when you design a project here in Sweden or yeah. not really? Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. Uh, you need to have a system that dims down the lighting when there's snow. We're developing a, city lighting for the city of Kiruna, uh, which I, we have been, I've been working with this already almost 10 years. Um, and uh, it's going to take 10 more years, I think. <laughs> so it's, it's uh, they're going to move the city, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and so build the city from scratch. And we're dealing with all, all of the exterior lighting there. So, but it's also the collaboration with the building owners, you know, because, and, and the developers there, because it's, it's not only the street, but it's actually the entree and also the, the you know, the, the staircase in the city. Yeah. How, you know, all of these things are, and if you look at the square, uh, if you look at the uh, road, most of the lighting in the, in the when, it, when it's commercial, it comes from the shop windows and, and all the commercial lighting, all the, you know, the, the ceilings in the entries and, and yeah. so on. So, so uh, we, we are, what we're trying to do is to create, um, you know, a, uh, consciousness about these things mm. so, so the lighting you have in your hallway into 
it's it's important for the square. Yeah. So there should be a big harmony between between buildings. It's a balance. It's it's yeah. co- everything. Like, it's like a living balance to create it, this balance and and yeah. Yeah. Sp- balance experience atmosphere. Awesome. I'm I'm so happy to talk with you. I'm now I'm so much inspired. So thank you so much again for giving your time to inspire us, Kai. Oh. So Kai, apart from lighting, what are your hobbies? Um, I try to combine my hobbies in, in um, uh, I like photography. I, I have, I have like a camera and I use it in you know, street photography and also nature other equipment, but, but I, I, and then I love to ride motorcycles. So I, uh, once a year I go to Skagen, you know, which is, has a special light. I take my, I go there with my motorbike and I take pictures with the Leica. So one plus one becomes three or four. <laughs> so this is kind of the combination of, of things. So those are two things that are, I really, really enjoy. Do you take pictures with your phone or no, your No, like, I take camera. pictures. Yeah. I take pictures with my phone as well. I have 30,000 pictures in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so I take some pictures, yeah. Some pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, big thanks to you. And I would love to hear from you three takeaway messages to all the listeners. T- today it was a, a great episode. So thank you mm. so much. I think... Um, um, I think you should think... Think light as a as an opportunity to to create a better life. You know, this is this is uh, uh, enhance your quality of life. You know, to use light for that. Um, I think that's one one way of dealing with it. And and uh, light can be very easy experiment. You know, test things. Um, it's be very easy to see, you see and you get instant uh, information you know so testing is, is is very very important i think that's one thing and then um um think it's as a living material you know think about you know light and darkness as as one thing it's it's one entity light and darkness and i'm thinking about this a lot um what is light what is darkness and how are they together creating this? It's like, uh, you know, silence and uh, sound creates music, mm. but there is no such word for light and darkness. So I would like to urge you to come with an idea about the music, light and darkness uh, thing to create uh, a word for that. So that's, uh, you know, don't be afraid of the darkness, embrace it, you know? Thank you so much. And so what is going to be the next uh, step for you, Kai? Um, um, I'm, uh, I'm training a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm building up my body from scratch since two years, uh, for certain reasons. And, uh, that's, that's my personal goal to, to, you know, have a healthy, healthy body, you know, really. So um, that's my personal goal in, in, in professionally. Um, it's to get people together again in the company. You know, we're so shattered now. Uh, we are five of 
35 people in office right now. And then it's like just like to meet people again and get the mojo back, you know, but get the happiness back because you, I'm personally, I'm very uh, dependent on, 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 on my staff, you know, to, to uh, talk with them. And, and, you know, so, so um, I, I think that's, that's my professional goal. The, the, the social interaction between the social the- interaction with, uh, with uh, your team. Yeah, with my team, my dear, my beloved. Do you miss them? Wonderful, I miss them as hell, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I really, really would like to get uh, this thing back. And this is this is the good thing with this, you know. Good, you know, the positive is that we ah uh, we're gonna you know enjoy m- each other much more. Exactly. When we meet again. Yes, definitely. I totally agree with you. Thank you so much, Kai. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for listening to Urbanistica podcast. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. You learned something new and also got inspired by the guest. Don't forget to share the episode on your social media and recommend it to people you think they are really interested in this topic. Thank you so much again for giving your valuable time to Urbanistica podcast. I am Mustafa Sharif. Keep up the good work. Keep loving cities.